0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: Kylan King is our featured guest this week on the Duke Love's Raspberry Podcast. She's gonna be talking about the upcoming drags and drop kicks events happening on November 20th down in Austin, Texas. Shout out to Uncanny Attractions for putting that event on. And also, uh, NWA Hard Times in New Orleans, which is November 12th. It's actually, this Saturday. Coming up, you can catch that on the Fight TV app. But before we get to this Kylan King conversation, breaking news, folks. Speaking of drags and dropkicks, there has been a change to one of the matches. Dead is not clear to compete. So unfortunately, she will not be able to continue her feud with Ronnie Big Bang Nicole. But fear not, because the woad is stepping in on behalf of Hall of Dead, and she is going to bring all of that weapons of ass destruction with her here. Uh, I reached out to Ronnie Nicole, and she gave us some information that you are going to hear right now.
2: Even though I did not want to fuck Holly completely up, It sucks when you have to, you know, take a step back due for any reason, but especially due to, you know, not being cleared to compete. And so genuinely, I do want her to recover and get back to being 100 percent so that I can fairly whoop her entire ass. Best to her. But Wode coming in is honestly the fates aligning. Okay, I don't know if you remember, but we just had a big uh, lunar eclipse. All right, we are in a retrograde period. The universe is saying that the past must become present again. And the story that Wode and I have told through North Carolina, through Georgia, through Florida, through Virginia, through Atlanta, through Texas. We're coming back to tell yet again to show why when a powerful force such as myself meets an immovable object such as herself, it really will be big bang 3.0 okay we're about to shake the ground and it's not going to be because there's so much cake in that ring it is going to be because two juggernauts two female titans in the wrestling industry are about to burn it all the way down and show everybody why big beautiful black women get it the fuck done
1: my goodness ronnie nicole you know she's one of a kind she doesn't care who you put in front of her she's ready to tear it up out there uh wow as i sip my panera bread charged lemonade you know like ronnie nicole she is charged up i know drags and drop kicks are charged up and so is kylan king so without further ado let's get on with the show Show that
2: matters the Queen of the crop. Duke loves wrestling, and there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. The Duke, and I'm all out of bubble.
0: What is up, you guys? This is Kylan King, the mother effing king, and you are listening to Duke Loves Wrestling.
1: Well, this is a a pleasant surprise, Kylan King, legitimately somebody whose name has been mentioned on Duke Loves Wrestling literally for the nearly seven years that this podcast has existed. But this is actually your first time being on the show, so officially welcome to Duke Loves Wrestling.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
1: This is really a treat here because, and we were talking about this offline, but I've been following your career since the beginning here. And for a lot of your newer fans, they may not know, you were one of the top wrestlers on the Florida independent scene way before you you made it to this international superstar, so to speak. Talk to me about that a little bit. What, what was it like you know, paying your dues, especially down on the Florida independent scene?
0: When I, when I first started on the Florida industry, there really wasn't a lot to do. Uh, some shows only ran like once every other month. And then, uh, a few shows that ran weekly, you know, were kind of a struggle sometimes. It was one of those things where some of them, like they were always looking for new talent so you could get books super easy. And then the other ones that more ran only a few times a year that had more of a serious, a uh, roster to it, um, It was one of those things where it's just like you try to get booked, but if if they don't have anything for you, then you just hop in somebody's car and show up, let them see your face, uh, show them your work ethic, and then hopefully you get booked on the next one. And that's essentially what I did. And then within a year or so, I was working on most of the independent shows in Florida regularly. So um, I just did with that the best that I could. You know, I just wanted to get as much experience and as much content to put out there so people could start getting more familiar with my face, my name my my work uh and I I had a lot of people who who had really nice things to say about me to other promoters so I was very fortunate where I was able to get booked at some places where usually they would probably would have just looked right over me just because of the people who who vouched for me so um and then I think I think within like a year or so that's when I started finally um reaching out to like the Carolinas and Georgia and stuff like that uh because usually once you're in Florida uh, like that—that's the next region that you try to step out into. <laughs> uh, and I got lucky enough to go out there uh, for for things like Queens of Combat and stuff like that. So I really got to uh, experience a lot of cool opportunities within the first year and a half of my career. And uh, it's always really, really fun because once you get started, you never want to slow down. You just want to keep progressing and keep making sure that that people are talking about you. And I think one of the biggest bookings that I got within the first was it the first year? I can't remember was uh was fest fest wrestling because that's a really really popular one in florida like everybody loves fest. they try to get booked on it all the time and and i be on shows with some people who are regulars on fest and they were like yo you should come work for sh- the show sure so again i showed up wasn't booked i uh, got to meet uh, the promoter tony and and he really liked the fact that you know i was there to help set up the ring tear it down all that good stuff and within a show or two i was able to get booked. And I. that's my first booking with them was a tournament. And I tagged with uh, Amy Rose. And, uh, and that was really cool because her and I were both from Team 3D. So it was really cool to, to have that moment with her
1: at Fest. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. And, and it's funny that you said that. Um, even if you're not booked, you would just hop into a car and show up at shows. And so many wrestlers... It, you know on this show we've interviewed a lot of folks from Florida, Texas, especially over the past 7 years and a lot of these folks now have made it to a bigger stage but you all said the same thing. You know, you show up because things happen. This one gets sick, that that car broke down, that one upset with this one so they're not showing up. And the yeah. opportunities that have arisen because you made yourself available. When you think about 2022 and even going into 2023 from what you've seen out there, do you feel that that's still possible? Do, do you feel that taking a shot like that or just making yourself available and and trying to make opportunities for yourself, do you think it's still possible to to gain the type of respect and recognition that a Kylan King has gained over the years from doing that?
0: I mean, I think I think it's, it's kind of preached to, you know, a lot of places – that you go, like, they're going to let you know, like, Hey, when you, when you first get cleared to start doing shows, just because you're trained by me doesn't mean anybody's going to know who you are. Does it mean I can get your name out there? Does it mean I can talk about you? Sure. But it's up to you to, to put the work in and go out there and do what you have to do. Um, so I know like when I, when I was in training and I'm sure it's, it's pretty common everywhere is they, they tell you, you know, like, Hey, as, as soon as you get the clear, send out those DMS, send out those emails, it, Get as many people uh, aware of you as possible, but sometimes it's just going to be a matter of seeing your face because, you know, in the wrestling community, you get so many DMs, you get so many emails, especially if you're a popular company um, that gets a lot of uh recognition and a lot of attention. Like, people are going to want to work your show. That's just how it is. So, if your DMs are constantly full, it's you get the same email Hey, my name is so and so. I was trained terrible. I would love to come work for you. Like, you get those emails and those DMs a lot. So, the biggest thing is to just show up and and make yourself available make yourself known to them um you know because some weekends you're gonna have bookings easy peasy and then other weekends for, I remember my first year I I would could go like two or three weekends without any bookings and to me because of all the things that I had done to get where I was I was like nope that's not acceptable so I would just go to shows and show up and um you know if they didn't have anything for me all right cool and then sometimes you know it was just a matter of one place i showed up and they didn't have a match for me but the guy liked my look so he said hey at the end of this girl's match i want you to do a run-in i want you to like cause a dq and then the next time we'll come back and we'll put you in a triple threat with those two girls and i was like oh cool okay so it's just a matter of that and and to get back to what i was saying i think it's preached a lot everywhere because you're not just gonna get known overnight i know people have that misconception that like oh this person came out of nowhere so they must have just decided to be a wrestler and there they go, they get they get pushed. A lot of the times it's not like that. They're doing a lot of grind behind the scenes that nobody gets to see until the moment where they get put on a platform where everybody suddenly knows who they are. So you have to do that. You have to do all that work that nobody sees in order to get yourself to a point where people do see you.
1: You sure do. You sure do. I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's If you don't pay your dues, it's very difficult to make it and, and succeed. You know, some people, they they know somebody and and maybe they get a break, but they're not going to last very long because they don't have that foundation um, to lean on when things start changing. Because, you know, pro wrestling is is it's like uh, peaks and valleys, so to speak. You know, one minute you're in the main event and then the next minute you could be in the opening, (laughs) you know, guys like uh, Roman Reigns and and Brian Danielson. You could literally see them in the main event of a pay-per-view today, and then next month they are in the opening match. Yep. Because things change. The Miz, things change, right? So you have to have a strong foundation, uh, especially when it comes to training and respecting your craft, so that the quality of your work is what carries you when the storylines may not necessarily be there at the moment. Right. Yep. And and one thing about Kylan King. You have a reputation for having some solid matches. Like you're you're one of the more dependable wrestlers on the scene today, male or female. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you not only were you properly trained, but you respected the industry enough to actually receive the training and then apply what you were taught. You know, right. Why is that important? Why, why have you made that such a aspect of your whole being, so to speak, in pro wrestling? Because a lot of folks think they can just get by by their looks or their big muscles or, you know, something like that. But it's your wrestling more than anything is what's really making you stand out the most. Why is that?
0: When I started at Team 3D, Bubba and Devon preached like, hey, you're not going to leave our school until we think that you're ready to leave our school they wanted to make sure that anybody who left 3D and started going out into the independence represented their product well. They didn't want people saying like, hey, I was trained by Bubba and Devon and then being the absolute shit. Um, and all the other trainers that worked at Team 3 were had the absolute same mindset. It's like, hey, if you're going to say that you were trained by me, you're going to be good. You know, and so I was trained by, by Bubba and Devon and I was trained by uh, John Cruz, De Rios and uh, of course, Billy Gunn. And, uh, they all just instilled like a really incredible work ethic in all of us. Um, and not to mention, like, even before I got myself into that environment and that atmosphere with them, I always had a somewhat of a strong work ethic as it was, because especially when it came to physicality and sports, I, I grew up playing sports my whole life. When I turned 18, I did martial arts for about six years before I got into wrestling Uh, I did a a style called Pumkan Karate. And then I also studied Judo and Jiu-Jitsu and uh, Kabuto, which is like weapons training. And like, I always wanted to be a a very strong force. Like I wanted people to know that like I was legit. So when I got into wrestling, it was the same idea. I didn't want to go out there and and half-ass anything. I wanted to, because one of these days, 10, 20 years from now, I want to look back at my work and and I don't want to just look at it as like, oh yeah, I did a lot of things. I want to look at it and be like, I was good. Maybe even one of the best, like I always wanted that. And also too, you kind of alluded to it. Being reliable in wrestling is such a big thing, you know, being able to look at a wrestler and say, I could literally put them with anybody and any kind of style and they would thrive and do well and, you know, succeed. Like, and, and that's one of the things that has gotten me a lot of opportunities is, is, Uh, especially when I was in AEW, I I worked a lot of different wrestlers with a lot of different styles and I was able to adapt to all of it because for me, even though I'm six foot and really big, I pride myself on training myself in all kinds of styles, whether it's strong style, technical, uh, lucha, like I try to learn and absorb as much of it as I possibly can because I want to be prepared for any kind of uh, style of wrestling and any kind of opponent. So I I think too, that also plays into it a lot. But the biggest thing for sure is who I was trained by and what their their system was with their students before they could leave because they, like I said, they wanted their students to represent them absolute best.
1: Well, and, and you pointed it out. I mean, goodness gracious, you're you're just over six feet tall. I know that yeah. we officially bill you at about six one. And <laughs> what's interesting about you, like you said, you you can wrestle any style. You did not allow, and you do not allow your your height to be the end all, be all, right. Um, no, one of the things that, that I've noticed, especially over the past couple of years in particular, you have one of the best backs in pro wrestling. I mean, muscles upon yeah. muscles upon <laughs> muscles. It, it it is funny because, right? Seriously. So so thank we, you. We we have Rhea Ripley and we have you um, know Victoria is her real name, but so Raquel Gonzalez. You know they they focus very yeah. much on building up their back, but Kylan King gives both of those ladies a run for their money in terms of the best backs in wrestling. So, Ooh, so talk to you. me about this. If if I want to get the Duke back to, to look, you know, less like Mr. Potato Head and more like a Kylan King. I mean, <laughs> w- what am I doing here in order to get one of these muscled up backs here?
0: Oh, that's funny. For me, it's just consistency. Um, there, there, there was a lot of times, especially when I was dealing with injuries where I would just, I would just go to the gym and I would just rep things out. I wouldn't necessarily lift if that makes any kind of sense. And um, when I got into AEW and I was on TV more, I was like, all right, my body's decent. I was like, but it needs to be taken to another level because the cameras on TV are very different. You know, they're much more up close and personal. for me it became about consistency and not just going to the gym to do some reps but actually going to the gym to challenge myself uh, and then following that up with proper nutrition because i was always one of those people that i would work out a ton but i would never necessarily eat the best i would just you know eat some protein here or eat some vegetables here but like i actually started putting myself on food programs and just making sure that the food that I was eating was going to elevate the work that I was doing in the gym. So and I started eating a lot more red meat too. Um, because I used to be like the ground turkey only. <laughs> and uh one day I was like, screw, it, I'm gonna eat steak more. And so I started eating steak more. And I just, I noticed that my I started to see a lot more change in my muscles because of that. But I think the main thing though was just consistency and constantly pushing myself. I I never miss a day at the gym because once once the weekend happens. I'm on the road and I'm traveling and all the only exercise I really have is, is the matches that I have, because I mean, some, sometimes I get lucky and I have some downtime to go to the hotel gyms and stuff like that. But sometimes it's literally from show to airport to show to airport to home. Like it's, it's, that's how your schedule is. So during the week, Monday through Friday, I'm in the gym every single day and I'm just trying my best depending on how my body's feeling to push myself and make sure that everything is constantly working because, uh, you know, you, it's like you said, there's there's a lot of incredible athletes out there who look phenomenal. And you want to be in that category. You want to be seen in the same spotlight as them. Uh, so the fact that you put me in that same category as Rhea and Raquel, like, whew, thank you.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, all, all anyone has to do is look and you can clearly see. I mean, that there's, there's a serious dedication and it. It really makes me scratch my head, Kylan, because, again, you, you're consistently dependable. You have the foundation behind you. You know, again, you you are trained properly, but more importantly, you apply your training. You're a solid wrestler. Uh, you have incredible height. You know, it's you're, you're taller than most of your your peers that you're working against, and you keep yourself in fantastic shape. You know, you found a meal plan that works for you, so you can maintain your look. I mean, these are all the right tools. Like you literally have everything that. A superstar needs in order to excel in pro wrestling. So, what the heck is going on? I mean, why don't I see you on my TV every week? Because, legitimately, and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this to uh, start any trouble, but I'm giving my opinion here. There are a lot of people on TV that I see every week, male and female, who don't have all of those tools put together the way that you do. So, if I can see them, why don't I see Kylan King every week on TV right now?
0: Honestly, that's not really a question I necessarily know the answer to. Because in wrestling, there's there's so many factors of why people get where they get. It could be as simple as they don't have a storyline for me. They don't they don't have a role for me to play yet. Or maybe the look that I'm presenting right now isn't something they're feeling. You know, I enjoy it, but maybe they don't enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of different things because sometimes it, it's not dependent on how good you are it's it's dependent on a lot of other factors too i know for a fact when i started in AEW, i wasn't 100 sure who Kylie king was you know i was still going by the queen of crazy i wasn't the mother effing king yet like there was there was a lot of things and i even like Q, qt marshall even said it to me once he's like he's like you kind of had a glow up he's like he's like when you were in AEW, he's like your gear started to change your look started to change your confidence started shining through more He's like, so you started to discover who you are a little bit more. And it could be that even though I have found myself a little bit, maybe I still haven't found myself enough yet. Maybe there's a spark in my eye that's missing. You know, there's just so many things. You never know what it could be, which is why right now, you know, I'm just enjoying my time going around from show to show and just discovering new things based off who I'm wrestling. And, And I'm, you know, getting to enjoy my time in the NWA, and I recently just got to work for New Japan. So it's like I'm going all over and experiencing different companies, different facets, different styles, and, and different opponents that are bringing out different things in me. um I even too think sometimes, like during my entrance, I never know what to do with myself. That could be a factor, you know, because a lot of the times they really want somebody who, the moment they walk out on stage, the camera catches them and they know exactly what their purpose is on the way down the ramp. You know what I mean? It, there's a lot of different things that have to do with it. So my job right now, it's just to enjoy the fact that I'm doing what I love for a living, getting paid to it and just keep working until whatever that thing that's missing is, is found. What, what's the expression, you know, light the rocket and take off with it. You know what I mean? So I've had my moments where I get frustrated with that question, but at the same time, I'm like, my career now hasn't necessarily slowed down. Yes. I'm not on TV every week, but I'm still working every week. I'm still getting incredible opportunities Everywhere I go, and I'm getting a lot of people who are putting a lot of fire underneath me and giving me a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, and I've got to have a lot of cool moments, especially within the last year, whether it's um, ending really long title reigns or becoming the first ever of something or getting my name in the record books for things. Like two years in a row now, I've, I've had the honor of being on the PWI's top uh, women or 150s list. And, you know, there's just a lot of cool things. So, as frustrating as that, that concept of why am I not on TV every week can be, I'm still very, very grateful for everything that I've had. Because honestly, when I look at it, I really have nothing to complain about. It's just a matter of when and where I end up.
1: Well, that's for sure. And, and you know, not only are you on the PWI uh, Women's 150, you actually crack the top 100 of the 150. Yes. So it's not even that just you're on the one, you're in the 150, it's that you're in the top 100. And there's a lot of, women wrestlers in the world the fact that you were listed as number 80 you're yeah, one of the you're one of the top 80 women wrestlers on the planet today that's a highlight you know yes that's that's a major does your family know does, does, does your family know about stuff like that
0: i mean i post about it and like the only place that they really watch me is facebook i think because I think my siblings have like Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, but I don't think my parents do. I think they just have Facebook. So I try to like post all of my cool accomplishments on Facebook so they know and they can see. Um my brothers are more familiar with the world of wrestling and all the accolades and stuff. My parents are just like, oh, you did what? Like <laughs> so uh I try to keep them apprised, but uh I, I think they know, yeah.
1: Okay, well listen, King family, just so you know, mom and dad. <laughs> brothers you know cousins everybody auntie uncle kylan king is literally one of the top 80 wrestlers in the entire known universe so she's not just a wrestler she's literally respected and revered as one of the absolute best doing it today so please put that in perspective you know and and, and think about that the next time you hear her talking about wrestling are you thinking about the journey to get to this point, it's paying off. Yeah. I mean, cause she's definitely recognized and respected because of her hard work and dedication. And a lot of that has to do with that family support as well. So kudos to everybody uh, involved there. You got a big event coming up, right? Is, isn't there a big pay-per-view coming up?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, November 12th and 13th is the, I think it's the last pay-per-view of the year for at the NWA um, hard times three. And i am going to be in a well it was supposed to be a singles match it was supposed to just be camille and myself but uh we all know how chelsea green likes to wiggle her way into into things um so now it is going to be a triple threat between myself camille and chelsea green for the nwa world women's championship i'm very very excited for this opportunity i had a, an opportunity to wrestle camille earlier this year for the title and i fell a little bit short in that match, but um, I'm very excited that before the end of the year, I have one more chance to redeem myself. And uh, I'm not going to say hopefully, because I'm a big believer in manifesting. So I'm going to say that I am the new NWA World Women's
1: Champion. <laughs> well, you absolutely should be. And I'm definitely rooting for you because I got to tell you, I have not forgiven Camille for the way that she mistreated a good friend of the show, uh, Mae Valentine. You know? Oh, uh cute. Maida uh, Diaz-Gomes there, uh, I'm very upset with Camille over that. You know, I, I, I think that it's very important for the MF and King to make Camille sweat and pay the price of a wrestling lifetime at hard times three. And Chelsea Green, I mean, come on. she, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You give her a choke slam or something and get her out of the way. But it's, it's, it's that Camille, she's a little sneaky. Um, so I'm definitely rooting for you and pulling for you. It'd be fantastic for you to hold the most prestigious title in all of uh, women's wrestling. It would be fantastic to see you hold that championship.
0: I've had a lot of cool um, championship matches this year. Some of them I've lost, but I've had I've had the blessing to be able to say that some of them I've won. Um, you know, I've won the Coastal Championship Women's Wrestling Title. I've won the Capital Championship Wrestling Title. Uh, the Belladonna women's title, uh the Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling title. Yeah. And that's all been within the time of year, but I've never won a world championship. And not only is it a world title, but it is something that has so much history and so much prestige to. And to be able to add that, not only to add it to my accolades, but to just be able to say that at one point in history I was the NWA world women's champion. Uh, it would just be an amazing, amazing moment for myself and my career, and it would just really solidify all the grind that I put in this past year. So it's definitely something I'm not taking lightly. I'm very excited for this match, and I'm excited to get in the ring and see what we do together. But I, I intend to bring it, and I intend to win.
1: That's right, and we know you're going to win because this is the year of the king. Okay, that's right. We're we're, we're labeling it that, you know, PWI. You have all those other championships. You're making waves out there. So why not have the NWA uh, world women's championship to add to your collection. That'd be fantastic. You know, oh, another yeah. thing that's fantastic is you have a, another event coming up and hopefully you'll be walking into this event as the NWA women's champion, but drags and drop kicks November Ooh. 20th, right? Yes. Austin, Texas yes. there. And and of course, folks, you can check that out on the title match uh, wrestling network. If you can't be there live, but you're going to be battling another six footer.
0: <clears throat>
1: yep. Edith surreal. So, so what's the story with this? Because you don't normally wrestle people who are as tall as you, right?
0: It, it happens occasionally. Um, not, not as often, but it does happen. And you know, I've, I found myself in the ring a lot with genocide this past year. Um, we were just talking about it. Camille. Uh, who else? AK is pretty tall. I've wrestled her a couple of times this year. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it doesn't happen as often, but when it does happen, it's always really fun because you get to wrestle a different kind of way when you're in the ring with somebody who's who's got the same height and kind of build you. Um, and not to mention, this is a first time matchup between Edith and myself. Uh, we tried to get this match booked at a fest wrestling here in Florida, but unfortunately the, uh, the time and the date and everything just didn't work out. So I'm really excited that we finally got to make this match happen before the year was up. Um, and yeah, I, I'm so excited to get in the ring with Edith. It's, it's been a long time coming and Edith, somebody I adore. So I'm very, very excited to get in the ring.
1: Well, hopefully, uh, my
0: uncanny debut. that's going to be super fun.
1: <laughs> yes. That's, that's, what's going to be really awesome. Cause listen, I, I spoke to Lynn and, um, I have it on good authority that they're going to be debuting a special type of ice cream at drags and drop kicks. Ooh. Um, I put okay. in a request for it to be a, a modern version of bubblegum ice cream. Um, oh okay you know that that doesn't mean i'm gonna get it because a lot of people laugh (laughs) at me as a grown man who enjoys bubblegum ice cream but i don't care kylan king i love my bubblegum ice cream um
0: to each their own that's (laughs) right each their own like like don't don't hate on somebody for liking something just because you don't like it if if somebody likes bubblegum ice cream man go enjoy yourself some bubblegum ice cream
1: (laughs) you hear that renegade (laughs) twins you hear that robin and charlotte Okay, those two, <laughs> those two have been busting my chops about bubblegum ice cream for the past two years now. You hear that? Oh, okay, no. Kylan King has given her stamp of approval on the Duke and Joint bubblegum ice cream, so take that. Okay, <laughs> but but there's going to be a special type of ice cream. There's going to be pizza. Um, you know, obviously a drag show is going to be going on in between the matches. It, there's just going to be a lot going on at this event here. So so how are you going to stay focused? when there's so many extra things going on there.
0: I mean, I'm always down for a good time, but when it comes to stepping in between those ropes and getting getting down to it, my my eyesight is 2020 and I'm always in the game. I'm always focused. Uh there's nothing that can deter me when I'm inside that ring. It's it's what what, what is the expression like everything else just fades away, you know, uh, once I step in that ring. And not to mention I like fun atmospheres like that because it makes me more excited to, to want to perform and get in there. You know, I, I was just, uh, on another podcast talking about uncanny and they had nothing. They were like telling me what the vibe is usually there. And they, they had nothing but wonderful things to say. And all the, all the things that they were telling me, I was like, yo, this sounds like a fun time. And I feel like when you're in that kind of atmosphere, it just makes you want to have even more fun and work even harder because, it's a cool vibe, and that always makes you want to go even more. So, I think I think I'm gonna be able to handle myself. Also, be focused. We can still have fun and focus at the same time.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's that's a, a professional answer from a true professional. And Kylan King, I love it. Listen, what's <laughs> the best way that everybody can keep up with you um, as you continue your journey here? Because I know that you know fans. They they love it. They love the social media. They love to be able to say that they've done their part to put in, to help, you know, a star continue to elevate in the industry, especially somebody who's paid their dues the way you have. So how can folks keep up with you?
0: I mean, I keep it real simple. I use Instagram and Twitter mostly at Kylan King. I post almost daily, whether it's just, you know, something that I've done in matches or photo shoots or uh, just promoting people up to date of what I'm doing, uh, signing wise or show show wise. Um, so just, you know, follow me, stay tuned, uh, like retweet, just get everybody paying attention. Um, I try to always keep people aware of what I'm doing and, and show them how I'm elevating myself and my career, and my work. And it's just, give me a follow, buy some merch uh, at fully gimmicks or fullygimmicks.com is where I sell my t-shirts uh, at. And then of course, when I come to shows, come to my table, I'm always got eight by tens with me. And uh playing cards and all kinds of good stuff. So just so just like, share, retweet, follow, and uh spend your money Buy my merch.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it, especially with the holiday season uh upon us here, folks. This is a great yes. time to stock up for yourself and your loved ones here. Uh who doesn't want uh Kylan King merchandise, especially considering that this is somebody literally who's so easy to root for. Um, you know, she's one of my Irish cousins. Just so you folks yeah. know, uh, so we, you know we share that, so definitely I'm gonna have to get some uh, MF and King shirts and give to my mom <laughs> and my sister and my bodyguard, you know the whole I have a bodyguard, uh, Kylan, because you know I'm a controversial figure, so I got to make sure I have my protection. Oh, um,
0: shoot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but she's not six foot tall like you, so I may need to to cut uh, a deal here um, okay you know, get you on my security detail. but but seriously, <laughs> but before I let you go, I just want to ask, and I know we talked about the merch just now. Um, is there anything else that your your fans can do to continue to let the world know that we want to see you out there? We want to see you at the the highest level possible because you're that damn good and you are somebody that we feel can make a difference in the wrestling industry and you have thus far. So is there anything else that the fans can do? And and if you don't have a, a, a full answer now, can we at least get a commitment that you'll let us know in the not too distant future? I mean,
0: the the best thing I can think to say right now is kind of what I alluded to a second ago, just, you know, like keep up with what I, what I post and what I'm doing, uh, share, retweet, tag pay, uh, promotions, promoters, places you want to see me at this past year. I consistently worked for a lot of the same promotions of, you know, through throughout all of America um, I've gotten some really cool opportunities in other places, but I know like I would like to go out to Northeast a little bit more. So if there's promotions that you haven't seen me work at before, um, or even, or even titles that you want me to go for or opponents that you want to see me against, never be shy about posting stuff, tagging me in it, tagging other people in it, sharing it. Cause I love to interact online. I love to get, you know, the feed filled up with everything Kylan and King, um, so that's, that's why I'm so consistent about posting daily. It's not just about like, oh, hey, look what cool move I did this past weekend. It's just about keeping you guys aware of what I'm up to, you know, what my goals are and all that kind of stuff. So the more interactive you are with me online, the more y- you share and tag and all that stuff, The you know, the more eyes we get seen on me. Uh, and, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that this year, but I think we can do it even more. Uh, because a lot of people are all about what's trending what's what's consistently uh put in front of them online so the more we do that the more eyes that we get seen on it and the more work we get to do and the more we spread the name kylan king and then who knows a company might reach out so we just we just got to keep keep that up
1: but to remind you to check out Zencaster, z-e-n-c-a-s-t-r that is my favorite program to use for all my recording needs And the great part is not only do they have audio, but they also have video options as well. So whether you're video conferencing, podcasting, just catching up with friends and loved ones, you definitely want to check out Zencaster. They have uh, paid subscriptions. They also have a free version, which I'm actually using right now, transcripts, the whole nine yards, and even get this, Zencaster has started to do hosting. So, for all you podcasters out there, if you're looking for a host for your show, please consider Zencaster. You will not regret it. I'm telling you right now. Once again, Z E N C A S T R, made on Zencaster. That's right. Folks, be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. Catch you next week. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.